Hello and welcome to the Why Am I Doing This podcast with me, Seppi Preston. Today's show is sponsored by Tiger Crest Orange Milk for when milk is too creamy and orange is too citric. You need Tiger Crest Orange Milk. Tiger Crest, Tiger Crest, the number one orange milk. It's better than some, if not all the rest. Available at all good newsagents and butcher shops. Remember, when milk is too creamy and orange is too citric, you need Tiger Crest Orange Milk. Hello and happy you and me together. Enjoying words, talk, things and stuff together day, poddlers. Poddlers, of course, being my term of endearment for you, my podcast friends, who I picture pottering, wandering, meandering, listening and enjoying podcasts all across the world. Well, if you're going to dream, you may as well dream unrealistically. That's what I say anyway. And what have we got on the Why Am I Doing This podcast today? Well, I'll tell you what we've got. We've got me interviewing somebody for the first time. Well, my first time, not their first time. And, it's you know, it's not brilliant. It's not terrible, but it's not brilliant. I mean, I think I was expecting it to be more of a sort of chatty, conversational, couple of mates chatting. Not that we'd ever met before, but, you know, that kind of vibe. To it, whereas I think she was more doing a whole load of interviews on that day and she also knew she had an interview coming up half an hour later. Uh, it started a little bit late. The phone cut out about three times so either she was talking and couldn't hear me or I was talking and couldn't hear her. So there had to be a lot of restarting and cutting and pasting of the whole thing afterwards. So I'm not making excuses, but those are the excuses for it. So uh, I can only get better, you know. I mean, that's not not strictly true, actually, but uh, having known myself uh, for my whole life. But anyway, so without further ado, let's crack on and get to the uh, to the interview. And, um, well, as I say, things can only get better. I mean, in terms of me, but they weren't. Well, joining me on the show today, I have got the talented and multifaceted Scottish actor, singer, writer, comedian and stand-up. She's known for stage roles, the 2014 Glasgow Commonwealth Games opening ceremony, the massively successful Chewing the Fat TV comedy sketch series, and she was even so good, they named the Karen Dunbar TV show after her. So hello... And welcome, Karen Dunbar, to the Why Am I Doing This podcast. How are you? Hi, Seppi. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, ready to go. Ready to go. Well, that's good to know. Uh, you you haven't had to do what I've had to do this morning, which is try for two hours to get a 15 year old boy uh, out of bed. And when I say that, I mean out of his bed. He's my teenage son, uh, trying to get him to school. Mm-hmm. That was like uh, that is a bad start to a day. Not being able to get your, your I'm kids. a heart pump custard for you, Seppi. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. How were you as a how were you as a teenager? Were you a were you a good teenager? <laughs> I well I might have been up a bit earlier uh, than than your boy up and out and uh, I mean but it was the nineteen eighties when I was a teenager, so there was actual reason to go out the house. Was that to get warm? Aye, there was no central heating and there was no entertainment. That's true. You did definitely have to make your own entertainment. That is totally totally (laughs) true. Um, So listen, so what I was going to ask you really was, obviously you're you're, you're, you're well known on our screens as a comedian, actor. Going back to the beginning, um, 
how old were you and sort of basically when did you realize that show business as it was or comedy um were, were what you what was for you that was what you were after I, uh, when I was four four <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, my dad used to take me around the corner to the social club um the local social club on a Sunday afternoon and I would go up on stage and sing Dancing Queen and this was before I was at school Dancing Queen and um the applause and the attention I got, I just knew it was like, this is for me. Yeah, I want more of this. Is there video evidence of this anywhere that we can find? In 1975? <laughs> no. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> in, in lower working class, Ayrshire 1975, nobody had like a cine camera or anything, though. No. Um, so what, what did you I mean, What did you watch when you were growing up? Were there sort of people and, or family, you know, people in the family that you thought were hilarious, you wanted to be like them, or were there TV shows that you watched when you were growing up that sort I of... Could, do you know, one of, the, one of the TV shows that really influenced me when I was me was the Kenny Everett show. Oh, remember that? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, 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 with the, the swinging legs and the uh, yeah, uh, Sid Kenny Snot. Was it, was it Sid Snot? Was that his... That was his... That was his That's right. Punk, yeah, Sid aye. Snot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was brilliant. I loved, and I loved it as well because his, his name started with a K, you know, his first name. So that meant a lot to me. I was only five. <laughs> yeah, of course, know? yeah. Anybody with Things a, that were important. If you've got a K in your name, you can make it. Yeah, exactly. That's so how did you how did you get your big break then? So going from this four-year-old on stage in Ayrshire singing Dancing Queen to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to your big break. I mean, I know you sort of did a few things on the way, but how did you get there? Hmm. Um... Hi, it's some story. I bumped into a friend in a pub in the afternoon. Which I was dropping something off. It was a pub that I worked in. I hosted karaoke in it. And he said that he had just been to the auditions at the comedy unit uh, and that there were open auditions and that anyone could go. So I went to the audition. I'd never been to an audition in my life before. And um, I went to the audition. I dressed up as an old woman right. and uh, wrote a thing about myself. <laughs> and made it funny, which I know now is acting and script writing. That's what that is. Yeah. Um, and they put me in the radio show, Chewing the Fat at the time. Chewing the Fat was on the radio, Radio Scotland at the time. So why did you go as the old lady? Was that just to, in disguise in case it didn't work out? Or was that just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was all planned. All planned. So, so you were, you're on the radio show. And then obviously you got, you know, a huge part in one of the sort of uh, the most well-known uh, comedy sketch shows of all time. And so you, you went from the radio to being on the TV. What was it like being recognised um, as a face when you were around, you know, out and about, you know, from going, I guess, obviously, people don't recognise you so much on the it's radio. A, it's, a, it's a strange thing. And it takes a while to get used to it. And when I say a while, I mean, like, a couple of years. And you're thinking, why are they looking at me? Why is that person looking at that woman staring at me? Is she coming over for Have I dropped something? Feels more like familiarity. Because um, I've been in a lot of people's houses, even yeah, though it was in a wee box. Yeah. And what about when you're on, having an off day and it's like that? I mean, I suppose you've, you've, it's kind of like you've, you've always got to turn up, haven't you? You've always, you know, you've always got to be kind of professional. You can't tell people to, you know, to, to bugger off, you know, just when they're being nice, you know, oh, it's her from the daily. You know, you can't sort of. You, mm, I think. The majority of people that come up to me are really, really nice and and are saying things like, oh my God, I love you. So there's not a lot to be angry about. Yeah, I went up to the lead singer of um, a band called Mercury Rev, who I really like, and they had an album called Deserters Song, and I absolutely love that album. And I went up to him, and what I meant to say was, I love that album. But I actually said to him, I love you. 
and I just, and it, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, mean, I suppose in a way I do because of his album, but you know, it's just, it just blurted out. It just came out completely mm-hmm. wrong. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, in terms of you, you've got, you know, in the introduction, I've mentioned what the sort of, you know, broad palette of performingness uh, you do. Um, you know, what, do you have a particular favourite? I mean, is there one that you sort of, I don't know, maybe one that I suppose some are going to be a little bit harder than others? Are there ones that you gravitate towards, should we say? Um, again, it's not really. I mean, there's some, when I see them, and I, you know, like like most people on the planet, you know, I'm addicted to TikTok. And so I'll be scrolling through TikTok and a lot of a lot of stuff comes up in that. And so there's just the odd sketch sometimes. Do you know there was one that came up the other night and I was really laughing at it and it was um it was a fortune teller. It was myself and Ford. Oh. So I was reading Ford's fortune and it was just so obscure and I hadn't thought about it for years, but there it was. So um it, it's it's almost like finding an old photograph and going, oh my God, remember that? It's really nostalgic. It's quite nice, isn't it, to have that, you know, to have that sort of history there already for you, especially if you, if you, if you, if you know, you start to lose your memory or something. It's always, always there for you, you know. Mm. So, cats or dogs? Have you had to choose one? Are you an animal? Cats. Cat. 100%. 100% cats, yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I have to say, I prefer dogs, but I think if I was to come back, if there was reincarnation, I'd definitely want to come back as a cat. Um, have you ever been to one of these cat cafes? No, I haven't because I'm allergic to cats. Oh, Jesus, really? Well, they, they definitely don't go and there. And dogs. Well, you see, now, this is the thing. We went to one the other week in Nottingham. We were down in Nottingham. And I, we took our six-year-old son there because, you know, he's well into cats and things like that. And we were in there. It's obviously completely crawling with cats, this place. And uh, there, there were people in there. Obviously, they love the cats. The cats, I, the person next to me, they were eating their food. Because right, you can actually eat in these places. I was horrified, to, to be honest. And there was somebody eating their food, and a cat sat on their plate while they were eating. His bum sat on their plate, and they carried on eating. And, oh, isn't that funny? Wow. I know. That's, I mm-hmm. couldn't know. I wouldn't do that. Anyway, so I digress there. Anyway, listen. <laughs> right, so uh, we were talking about how you sort of started off, but you, you were four, and music. So let's get a, let's segue in a bit of music. So what is your sort of, your earliest music memory? A song that, I don't know, you danced to, you heard at a friend's house, something that has stayed with you all these years and still seems sort of fresh? Mm, I mean, my earliest memory, that is some question. Mm. So I suppose I've got, you know, Dancing Queen and Kesara Sara and they were singing it when I was a kid. But my sisters, one of my sisters used to listen to Pink Floyd all the time. So I'm just a, like a tiny wee kid listening to Pink Floyd's album Medal. Oh, yeah. Um, That's great. Medal or Echoes, whatever the album's called. Aye. And I remember listening to that with her in the dark. It was really exciting. The record player with a wee light on it. Um, so, oh, yeah. I don't know, Pink Floyd. So, something off of Medal or. Uh... Something from around that time by Pink Floyd. Well, no, I wouldn't be playing that. Was playing radio, <laughs> radio, um, radio Sterling, right? The Castle Radio Sterling played Pink it, Floyd earlier. Seminal work. I tell you. Atom Heart Mother by Pink Floyd that came out around that time has got some amazing stuff on it, some really sort of funky stuff. There's a tune in the middle of it, right in the middle of it all, sort of embedded in it all, called Funky Dung. And it's a great little bit in the middle, and it's a really funky bit. Of Pink Floyd, a Funk Floyd. I'd even go as really? far as to say Funk Floyd. So yeah, I. I'm, I'd be really impressed if you play that. Right. Well, that's what I'll play. I will play Funky Dung, and you, you, you see if it's not great. Now, listen to this. <laughs> 
there we go. Right, so I'll shove it in there after that, shall I? Um, what was I going to ask you about there? Um, so obviously you've done uh, a fair bit of stand-up uh, throughout your life. Um, I, 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 had, I started doing it in 2012. I don't know why. Um, I did quite a few gigs, and it didn't matter whether it was in front mm. of sort of 350 people or four people. I just the nerves sometimes were unbelievable, and I'd spent the whole day back and forward to the toilet. You know, just the the, the nerves, and you, you kind of the, the name of this show is you know why am I doing this? But I really so many times did have to question why am I doing this? Do you ever get mm. that? And, and do you not sometimes think you're like you're sort of like walking with stones in your shoes or beating yourself up sometimes? Sometimes you know why? Why do it? Mm. I. But I think I've had enough therapy to know why I do it. (laughs) Can we go there? Can we go there? (laughs) Well, not at times. But it's a combination of different things. So one of the main things is when I was a kid, people told me I was funny. So if there's something that you think you can do um, and you enjoy doing it, then you're doing it. But also, it was to try and connect with people. I mean, you know, I think sometimes we get mixed up with the term attention seeker. Because if anybody was saying to me that I was an attention seeker, I was actually really seeking connection. And comedy is a brilliant way to connect. Well, it's very so instant. It's, people. it's very instant. I mean, there's no messing about. It's not like you'll find out or oh, we'll let you know later how you got on. You know in the yeah. moment, don't you? I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, so like, so things when you're doing it and you, you know, let's say, you know, a joke doesn't quite go the way you want it to go and it always it happens doesn't it it doesn't matter you know you can do one joke one night and it is the, the room's dying with laughter uh, and the next day the room is just dead you know with the same joke I mean how do you cope with that do you just move on do you just sort of make a joke of the fact that nobody <laughs> got it or you know what do you do I nine times out of ten I'll make a joke about it because I think there's something there's a search for the truth in it as well as you say there that the response is instant. It's either working or it's not working. And if it's not working and I'm looking for connection, then acknowledging that as a, as a part of that, saying, well, that died. That one died. Anyway, let's move on. I remember doing a sportsman's dinner. It was the um, Scottish Sports Person of the Year, and I was hosting it. And I had done the same sort of after-dinner speech, so just like jokes. The week before at the Dundee Dundee Football Club Ladies Supporters Annual Night Out, now I had been doing an absolute storm. And here a week later, I'm doing this Sports Personality of the Year Scotland. And it was just, the jokes were just dying one after another after another. I was about three minutes into it, and I was like, this is going, this is terrible. And I, I, I wanted to say to them, listen, you, get your finger at your bum because I did this speech last. <laughs> Last week, yeah. I'm, funny. I'm funny. I'm <laughs> funny. I'm funny. You're wrong. <laughs> you don't just start singing. Uh, just start singing. Do dancing queen. Say, listen. They used to love that back in the day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah, it's true. I mean, I think sometimes you can. You, it can just be. I mean, it can genuinely be the wrong audience. I mean, like you know, it's sort of a lot. I mean, a lot of sort of people say they don't like doing corporate gigs because it's a load of people sat in a room they've kind of not been told to but they're giving a free free food and booze and there's yeah. a comedian there whereas if you go to a comedy club people have nine times out of ten paid well probably not it's probably one out of ten paid to go and see comedy but they've certainly chosen to go and see comedy so they know that they're going for a laugh so usually 
they're sort of you know pre-sensitized to know that somebody's going to be up there and uh, try and make them laugh and that's what you're supposed to do that's the reaction that's the required reaction yeah and it's, it's them who's wrong it's not you know it's sometimes that's the way it goes isn't it it's just you know you're you're, you're at a corporate gig sometimes and people aren't ready to laugh whereas if you go to a comedy club that's what they expect they're there they're there to laugh uh, yep but, yeah. uh, so listen, is there a song you would listen to? Let's say, imagine you've got your Sony Walkman on, you're about to go up on stage to get you psyched and confident or, or pumped, should we say, as our American cousins might say, uh, before you go on stage. So basically, what would you listen to before going on stage get, to get you pumped, <laughs> as it were, in a nice um, way, in a good way? Hi. Let's see. Um, i tell you what I like. I'll actually use it in the, the audience is, is the theme tune to Rocky. Da-da, da-da. That works really well. <laughs> yeah, that that would do it. That, that would definitely get you you pumped for it. Right, this one. We well, have... there's a bit of irony in it as well. That's what I like. Did you? And then because we are, we haven't got forever, have we? On this, we haven't really got forever. So, listen, I would just a quick couple of questions for you. Um, I like, I, and I like to think the show is pretty current and up to date. Um, did you hear about the the COVID nineteen thing? Did you hear about that? What thing? It was COVID nineteen. Did you hear about that? A few um, years ago, did no, you? No, you need no. to explain that to me. <sighs> I don't know. It's like it was a. It was like a. Oh, what a it was Corona apocalypse. It was a disaster. Uh, you obviously, you know, I must we, have been asleep. <laughs> must have been having a cheese and wine party somewhere like that, doing something like mm-hmm. that. But so obviously, that was a couple of years that were pretty much written off in a lot of ways. Um, what, how was it for you? I mean, I, I discovered that Morrison's do a 43% alcohol uh, vodka, which is very reasonably priced and tastes delicious. Uh, and it comes in a lovely blue bottle, which the kids also really liked. So you were doing them a favour. Mm-hmm. They're getting little presents. They can make lamps out of them. Um, how did you get on it? Did you get any new hobbies or addictions? Or, you know, how did you get on for the, the couple of years? Of- I, it was a, a hard time for a, a lot of people. And I think... I mean, you know, you, you go to thinking, right, what's happening here and is everybody going to be all right? And well, this will probably last a good couple of weeks, <laughs> then it's one, and then it's into year two. And all my life stuff had stopped as well. So the short version of that is around about the August, uh, created by accident, I created a social enterprise. So I still run that today. It really took off. So I write rap with oh, yeah. community groups. And we were doing that on Zoom, Fantastic. and then it went. It worked so well that when everything opened up again, um, I, I did it live. So I, I'm I'm in a show right now. I'm in a play um, called uh, Nay Expectations. It's a Glaswegian version of the Dickens. Nay yeah. Expectations. So I'm on tonight doing that. But on Monday, I'll be in a school with fourteen year old lasses teaching them how to rap. Do you know? I think that's the most important thing. Is that, you know, you kind of you're, you're doing something. Well, you're obviously something that you love, but it's kind of you're helping people as well. Because I think you, you've got to, you've kind of got to give back, haven't you? You've got to do stuff, you know, for people. You know, you've got to sort of, not say socialist, but you know, you kind of you've got to, you've got to, you've got to care about people. And I think I think that's got to come through when you whether you're doing stand up or whether you're writing a, a sitcom or whether you you know you're doing that and then going in and just being normal and helping people out because. There's a lot of people, I mean, you know, who need help, especially in those years of your life. I mean, Christ, I mean, your teenage years are just, mm-hmm. they're horrible. 
really. I mean, they can be really hard and horrible. And there's so many changes and people pulling you in different directions. So if you get somebody come in from the outside who perhaps, you know, you think, actually, do you know what? I don't have to follow this particular line. You know, there is, there are other things out there. So that, that's brilliant. Mm. That's great. So listen, right. I don't know. I, I, very briefly, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, I saw that you your TED talk, and see, there's a part oh, of this show which is called well, it's called the Why Am I Doing This uh, podcast, right? So, was there any point uh, where you sort of thought, you know, why am I doing this? Because I watched, I watched it, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. You know, it was, I don't know, it was very open and honest, and uh, that must mm. have taken quite a lot of guts to sort of, I don't know, to get up there and and do it. And why did you do it? You know, so why why am I doing this? Did you ask yourself that question? Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I suppose, you know, what do I want from this would have been, uh, I want to connect. That is the kind of bottom line it for me. So, um, I, that, that was it really. Um, how it was received, I tried as, as best I could to detach from that. Um, because once it's out there, it's out there and you've just got to let that go. Well, I think so. And with social media and things like this, stuff is out there for forever, isn't it, really? Um, so another thing that I know that you do and I've been reading about is that you do a bit of DJing. Um, and I, I've tried it. I've tried it. And even though I play the drums, I, I can't. I just couldn't get the beat mixing thing. I just couldn't. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't do it. Um, so tell us a bit more about that. Um, tell us about your DJing and what any projects coming up, anything like well, that. Hopefully, I'd like to cordially invite everybody in Stirlingshire, anyone that hears this, please come to my next night, which is on the 29th of December, and that will be at Or and More. And so what I did is, I could feel this was just when the lockdown had opened up again, was that we needed to, you know, we need to commune, we need to get together as the wee animals that we are. So I thought, I'm going to make a night that I want to go to. So it's a 70s and 80s night, and it starts at 7 o'clock, and it finishes at 11 o'clock and I'll be playing. And it's on request, so whatever anybody wants to hear, uh, come and see me. You'll get tickets online for all and more on the 29th of December, a big Christmas night. That sounds brilliant. Sounds brilliant. And, and not only that, not only that, um, I don't know if you don't, if you know this, but um, you're doing a tour and it's called An Audience with Karen Dunbar. I just want, I'm hoping you knew about this. I hope this isn't news to you uh, because you're in Stirling. Uh, on, it's a week today, I believe. It's next Friday uh-huh. night you're in Stirling. So, um, yeah, tell, tell us about it. Obviously, it's an audience with you. and What's going to be happening? And who are you going to be talking about? Well, I'll be talking about myself, and but I'll also be talking about the audience as well. It's very interactive, so people come ask me questions. I'll be getting interviews about how I got started and what it was like being in tune with the boys and even the still game show live. All that kind of stuff will be included. And then and get loads of photos and meet people. So please come and see me. No, I'm, I'm sure the people have... St- have you been to Sterling before? Have you been here? I've met, been many times. I'm a big fan of Sterling. Oh, good. And we're a big fan of you as well. We will welcome you with, with open arms. Now, listen, we, we are obviously coming to the end of the interview, which is probably a good time to ask you, uh, is there one last song that I can play for you uh, that will be the song that will pull you onto the dance floor no matter what mood you were in? Tell It To My Heart by Taylor Day, and I'll be playing that on the 29th of December. Come and dance with me. Thank you so much, Karen Dunbar. And thanks for joining me, Sebby Preston, for the Why Am I Doing This podcast. Good luck with the tour and the, the gig and the DJ in and health and happiness and deep feelings of self-achievement for the rest of your life. Thank you so much, Karen. <laughs> thanks, Sebby. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. 
Well, yeah, thanks again, Karen, for being on the Why Am I Doing This podcast. But of course, the biggest thanks go to you, Poddlers, for tuning in and sharing time listening to stuff and things with me. And uh, listen, thanks for doing it. And uh, why don't we do it again soon, shall we? Let's do that. Keep it locked, yo. Today's show was sponsored by Tiger Crest Orange Milk for when milk is too creamy and orange is too citric. Yes, that's when you need Tiger Crest Orange Milk. Tiger Crest, Tiger Crest, the number one orange milk. It's better than some, if not all the rest. Available at all good newsagents and butcher shops. Remember, when milk is too creamy and orange is too citric, you need Tiger Crest Orange Milk. Does anybody know what he's talking about? <laughs>